pinned on it. Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. All right, as we continue the best election coverage, we just had Ted Cruz on. Final push in light of the Iowa caucuses now coming up in, what, four hours from right now, less than four hours. And uh, we have uh, at the bottom of the hour, Donald Trump will join us from the campaign trail. They are the top two. And Jamie Dupree is with us. He's still on the ground in Iowa. It was great to see you the other night, my friend. I'll I'll be at fleeting because I was in the middle of doing my That's TV okay. show. It's better than nothing. Right, Sean? No, no. You went out of your way to to find, seek me out and say hello, which is something you have not done in the past. I was very honored. <laughs> it was good to see you and uh, good to see uh, well, my we were buddy in different Eddie, hotels in different places out there as well yeah, i didn't leave my hotel I, yes, honestly yes. i didn't go to one other restaurant i just ate at the hotel they had a great hamburger and that's i just well, kept ordering I, i've been it. just i've been just driving around iowa since i've seen you i put 391 miles on the rental car on friday and over wow. 300 on saturday and again on sunday and i'm in a little town right now called ogden iowa uh, about an hour to the northwest of Des Moines. I was just over. You mentioned Ted Cruz. I just heard him on your show as I was driving down the road here. I just saw Cruz in person in Jefferson, Iowa, in Greene County, and that was the last of the 99 counties for Cruz to visit here in Iowa. And so he's hit every single one of them and hoping that that will deliver him to victory tonight. He certainly urged, as uh, Donald Trump did at two other rallies in the eastern part of the state today, urging people to get out and vote for them tonight. And, you know, the the, the polls have sort of uh, still shown a, a, a lead for Trump, depending, you know, how much it is, uh, which polls. And there's uh, some rumblings about whether or not Marco Rubio is, is rallying a little in third. But it's been an interesting last few days. I, I have to say, I've seen uh, I've seen all the top uh, candidates in both parties. I, I I saw Trump yesterday out in Western Iowa in Council Bluffs. He did a rally out there. At Is a that the one with Jerry Falwell Jr.? Exactly. Jerry Falwell Jr. came out, and it was sort of odd. They sat up on the stage, and Falwell, in a sense, it was like a friendly interview. I think the crowd was hoping for a little more, uh, uh, to use a, a religious uh, a kind of uh, phrase, a little more fire and brimstone out of Trump uh, rather than uh, what they got, which was it was it was not as sort of red meat as other things. But the Trump people very very excited the supporters to see Trump yesterday out there in Western Iowa. How many people were there on the eastern side today? It was at a middle school. I don't know. You know, it wasn't the hugest. Crowd. Actually, it was sort of funny. Uh, Trump said, he said, uh, Iowans, he said, look, you you guys have got to build some bigger arenas. I'm used to having bigger crowds than this. So I'm sure they were very pleased with it. But uh, he likes to, he, he, as he said, he wants to have ten and 20,000 instead, Sean. No, it's pretty funny. All right, so let's go over the Des Moines Register poll, which if I hear one more time, it's supposed to be the gold standard because it got it right one year. <laughs> um, if you go back to 2012, the highest that Rick Santorum polled was 18%. So these polls have also historically been wrong, meaning generally speaking, you got Trump plus five, real clear politics average, it's Trump plus six. You got Trump plus seven in the Quinnipiac poll just out. So um, here's a couple of interesting little tidbits from it. 30% can be persuaded to switch. 9% is still uncommitted. That's pretty amazing. That's an amazing number at this point. I just interviewed an, un, an undecided voter, in fact, a little while ago, and I said, okay, well, who are you uh, deciding between? And she said, Trump, Rubio, and Cruz. Now I said, okay, well, what do you think you're going to do? And she said, I guess we'll find out in a couple hours when I get there. You know, some of the people, I think, just sort of waiting until the end. You know, the other thing that's interesting about this, it, different than a regular primary, is that you go in there and sit down with your neighbors in that last little time in there. It's not like you you happen to run into Sean at the voting, you know, at the library. And oh, you say, you're there Hi. for hours. 
Yeah. Yeah, and you sit there with them, and, and so I'm sure some people will be persuaded at the end. Let me just give you my quick read on how things looked on the ground this weekend in both parties. Real quick. Trump, obviously big numbers, drawing a lot of people, very energized supporters. It, you know, the people that I interviewed, clearly ready to come out for him. The only question is, is there really going to be a big surge? Cruz. Uh, big crowds, but I never sensed like an overwhelming momentum for Cruz. A lot of strong support, but at each Cruz event I went to, I found people who were undecided and who were going for Rubio, oddly enough, who were there just sort of getting a look at Cruz. The Rubio events were where was where I saw momentum and where I felt uh, a little difference for Rubio in the room than I'd seen last week or even in the last few weeks, but the Des Moines Register poll did not latch on to any of that, though other polls have, so we'll have to see how how that sorts out. I still think, as of right now, that the big turnout would favor Trump. And the other party, I saw both Hillary and Bernie in the last couple of days. Sanders last night had a really big rally in Des Moines. And it was just one of those things as a reporter you sort of look at and you think, Okay, he's really drawing them in. Is this like eight years ago with Hillary Clinton? On the other hand, she had some pretty decent-sized rallies, too, the last three nights in Davenport, in Cedar Rapids, and in Des Moines. And Bill Clinton has been a big draw for her. So, uh, you know, well, I saw I, one I Bill Clinton I, rally this. this weekend that, like, had 150 people. That's it. <laughs> they had a good one. Well, him by himself has not been the big draw, but the two of them together with Chelsea, they've had decent crowds each night, regardless. But nothing, think, nothing like not Bernie gonna, Sanders, right? No, I don't think we should be surprised if Sanders wins. I'm not going to predict that he's going to win, but I, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that he could win tonight. All right, let's go over some of these numbers. Now, here's the interesting part of the Des Moines poll that I found. They assume a turnout of 47% of the evangelical vote. That would be down 10% from last time. The race would get closer in Cruz's favor if, in fact, the number was closer to 2012. One other interesting side note here. If first-time caucus voters show up, they have Trump by 16. So you've got different scenarios that they're laying out here that I find pretty interesting here. Uh, four in ten Democrats in Iowa identify themselves as socialist. So that certainly goes against Hillary. What do you think of those stats? Oh, no. No, absolutely. Listen, the, the people I've interviewed at uh, rallies for Bernie Sanders are, you know, mainly when you ask them, like I asked one woman last night, OK, well, what's the big issue that brought you to Bernie Sanders? And she said, oh, it's is his call to reform uh, the, you know, the election laws and the campaign fundraising laws and things like that. So that was sort of, you know, right down Bernie Sanders lane. And then uh, the, the, the audiences, the people that turn out for Sanders definitely skew younger than the audiences for Hillary Clinton, where you would find a lot more senior citizens and people who, uh, you know, are more familiar with Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton overall. In fact, I interviewed some people who caucused for Obama eight years ago, and there was one woman who told me uh, with sort of a chuckle, she said, yeah, I, I, I probably made a mistake eight years ago. I should have caucused for Hillary then and not Obama. So there, you definitely notice as a reporter the difference in the makeup of the audiences at a Hillary Clinton rally as opposed to a Bernie Sanders rally. It's very evident. And and look, uh, it's it's another test for Hillary Clinton. Uh, eight years ago, she supposedly had the best ground game. She supposedly had the best organization. Well, it's the exact same thing this time around, Sean, and yet the polls are very, very close. When Bernie began his his uh, his rally last night, Senator Sanders said something interesting, I thought, to start out, and that was, 
no one would have believed we would have been this close eight months ago. And I think that's absolutely true, Sean. I guess one big question, and I raised this earlier in the last hour, do crowds equal voters? And I would tend to think that they do. In other words, if people have been enthusiastically waiting to see Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump and they're willing to stand out in the cold for X number of hours at a time, I've got to imagine that, in fact, that that represents real support. Yeah, I don't think as a reporter, when you see those things, you can't ignore them. It's sort of like eight years ago, though. Remember, Hillary Clinton is like I told you, she keeps having the small kind of rallies, and yet she was able to win states against Barack Obama. So sometimes it doesn't always equal. But you can't ignore the I think the motivation and the excitement of the of the Trump people and the Sanders people. Does it translate evenly on election night? And, you know, that's uh, the caucus night. You know, that's I think there's a lot of people who still believe that, no, 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 the rules are going to catch up with Donald Trump. And I keep looking at them and saying, yeah, but so far the rules haven't caught up with Donald Trump. Why should the rules of an election year catch up with him tonight in Iowa? One interesting sidebar that comes out of all of this that was in the Washington Examiner today. Republican voters are far more gung ho to vote in the fall presidential election than Democrats, a sign that. Two terms of Obama uh, may be at an end. Uh, Pollster Ed Goaz said that the eagerness for Election Day is driven by one thing, and that's Republicans want Obama and his supporters out of the White House. Anyway, they talked about they have uncovered an 11-point intensity gap among Republicans and Democrats. And in 2010, they had a nine-point advantage on intensity. So that could be an indication that this is a, a, a swing year. Yeah, I'll give you an indication of that. It was an interview that I did yesterday at a Trump rally, and the woman I interviewed was very much for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But she, uh, I sort of wondered as I listened to her, would she be, a, a, you know, Trump and nobody else? And she volunteered right away. She said, uh, what I hope is that Trump is going to force certain issues to the fore and that they'll be discussed by uh, the Republican candidates. And she said, without me prompting her or anything, she said, and if Trump is not the nominee, she said, I'll at least feel good that he's been able to bring these things up and that the others have been forced to address address the, those issues. So I thought that was interesting to see that automatically there was a Trump voter uh, that I found who who then volunteered right away that she would be ready to vote for the Republican ticket later on. I also found yesterday, Sean, the one thing I'd been waiting to see, and I just hadn't run into it, and that was a voter at a Trump event who was who said she was undecided between Trump and Bernie Sanders. So I, I'm sure we'll still get that in, in New Hampshire when independents, of course, get to pick a ballot in either party. But that was the first time I'd run into that here in Iowa. No. Uh, thousands of Iowa Democrats now have switched parties to vote in the GOP primary. The Secretary of State's office reported that over 3,000 people have already done that. And also you have the ability to register on caucus day. So people on might side, be registering yep, tonight. And that's the one thing that's the unknown. Will there be that extra surge that maybe we're just not detecting out there? Uh, there's there's sort of conflicting signals. Uh, there's you know there's more than enough stories out there of sort of a lack of a ground game for the Trump people. Uh, for example, I was talking to a field organizer for uh, Sanders yesterday, and he he said that they they are not running into anybody out there who's knocking on doors for Trump. They run into other candidates, but not Trump. And yet I just spoke to a guy over here in Greene County who's on the the Central Committee for the Republican Party, and he assured me that there's a lot of Trump people who are doing that. And there's a lot of people getting those calls and everything. So I, I, I can I can give you interviews, Sean, that I've done where people are convinced uh, that Trump is going to collapse tonight and there's no way he's going to win. And then others even who are supporting other candidates who feel like he is the real deal tonight. Yeah. Um, what about Hillary? Are you getting a lot of feedback 
A lot of talk, a lot of chatter. I got a lot of this when I was in Des Moines about how Hillary, in fact, may be indicted. And, you know, we have now 22 specific emails that that they can't release because high profile individuals might be named and people might be exposed. I mean, people's lives were put in, in danger over all of this. I mean, Catherine Herridge reported that, in fact, uh, this personal email system jeopardized sources, methods, lives. And now you've got that on top of the inspector general report that we discussed last week. I mean, she's every one of those represents a potential individual felony. Here's the thing uh, about it and the way that's being dealt with by uh, Bernie Sanders at this point in time is he's not trying to exploit it. So therefore, it's not it's coming up, but it's not really coming up in a way that she has to deal with it. And, you know, sort of the way that the Republicans might go after it, uh, you know, once if she becomes the nominee. So I almost think it's working against her in that sense that she's still not having to deal with it in sort of a fusillade of attacks from her opponent in the primary. Uh, and may not be as ready for it in the general. It's clear to me that the Republicans, and they hit her on it, I mean, just about every stump speech I've heard in the last couple of days from a Republican, they get around to mentioning Hillary Clinton, and they zing her on the emails. Uh, I, I think they'll be more than ready to really go on the attack once they figure out who the nominee is going to be. Yeah. All right, so give me your feel. You've been You've been doing this a long time. This is not my first rodeo. It's not your first rodeo. From your experience in past years, talking to people, crowds, etc., putting it all together, do you think the polls are accurate? I'm not going to ask you for a complete prediction. Yeah, you know, I guess if if I was uh, if I was at the racetrack and you know I'd bet the triple box with the three top Republicans, it wouldn't pay very much. But that's sort of my feeling that they're the best three. Um, you know, there are, are some people who might stick with Ben Carson that would keep him up there and fourth, but. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to threaten any of the top three. I just still got the sense, the nagging sense, that Rubio has more momentum than the others. But maybe I'm just wrong on that. Uh, other colleagues of mine felt the same way, and we talked about it this weekend. But it didn't show up in that big poll for the Des Moines Register. I think uh, Cruz clearly has a strong organization and has done a lot of work on the ground. Can he take it that next step? There are a lot of people here who are convinced that uh, Trump uh, does not have as much support as the polls indicate and that Cruz will be able to overcome him tonight. You know, I, I, I don't think we should rule out the crazy possibility of, of something from out of the blue happening, but I really mm. think that it's going to come down Rubio to the polls. Cruz are right there. Yeah. Right. And, you know, no. we'll see. We'll see who's right on the polls. And I'm we'll hoping I'm there. pulling for Bernie in Iowa tonight. I'm hoping Bernie wins. Just to uh, again, annoy I don't think it's out of the realm of no, pros no possibility. Way. I don't think Bernie's I predicted, up by five but I think it can today. happen. Yeah. All right, Jamie. Exactly. Uh, it can thanks happen, for your Sean. hard work. See you, Sean.